Welcome to the Word of Faith Sermon Podcast with Pastor Hagen Lister. Join in with us today, ready to grow in your knowledge of the Bible with practical application for your everyday life. If you're interested in following or learning more, join us on our Facebook page at WOFTX or check out our website at WOFTX.com for location and service times. Now here's Pastor Hagen with today's message. to Philippians 1. I'll I'll be there in just a minute, and I'm staying over in the NLT here. I know I'm kind of outside of the traditional. See, look, you got to start them early, man. That's good right there. (laughs) And so I I really like the NLT. Um, I, of course, going into the New King James, a lot of my just kind of personal study side, but I like the way the NLT is written here. It's um, just finding different translations to just to get a different way of how they word it. But for for last week, we go over, over meditation, over thinking on the word and speaking the blessing of God, because it's important to think of the promises God has for us, because as, as he commanded Joshua to be strong and courageous, what was he being strong and courageous in? The promises that God had given him, the ways that he said he would take care of them. They had, you know, the Pentateuch at the time, the first five books, Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers in Deuteronomy, but we have the entire Old Testament, which, you know, testament is just another word for covenant, that old covenant, but we now are in a new covenant that's established on better terms and better promises, it says over in Hebrews. So we have so much more promises to go and study into, and so we're thinking on that, and we understand that the power of death and life is in the tongue, it's what it says over in Proverbs, and so if God, you know, made the entire physical world that we're in here now, if he spoke and things came into existence, you know, I'm not saying I'm a speak a new son into being, but I know that I can definitely speak some things into manifestation in my life. I can speak favor over myself because, as it says over in the beginning of Proverbs, when I tie, you know, faithfulness and love, when I bind it around my neck and keep that in my life, that I'll find favor with both God and man. I can speak peace over myself because I, give, I cast my cares on him and he gives me a peace that surpasses all understanding. I've not been given a spirit of fear, but of power, love, and a sound mind. And as I think on these promises, and I speak them over myself, it's going to come into manifestation because the power of death and life is in the tongue. So I tie this into it because when when God said, I've provided for you blessing and cursing, I I, I tie this in. So let's choose life that we may have it more abundantly because it's, it's easy to speak bad things because, you know, this is going on, this, this, and that. You know, I'm just work. I've been working so much lately and... You know, it's just haven't really been making the money that I need right now because I'm having some extra bills come into it. I've just been so stressed out and stuff going on. Now, we can focus on that stuff, but I'm going to think on the word. I'm going to think of the promises God has for me, and I'm going to speak this out because I want to speak life into my life. And so now going over to this week, you know, as we're going through this process, you know, this week is titled to, to trust, trust the process. As I was going through a devotion the other day, that's just when I got into taking my notes at the end of it, that's the thought that was, that was jumbling through my mind was to trust the process because to ask for us when we look at our lives. So I want you to, to focus in on your life here. So what do you want to be like when you were a kid, teenager, when you were just getting into the adult side? What did, what did you want to be like? What kind of person did you want to be? What kind of what kind of job did you want to work in? Just what did you have pictured for your life? 
You know, did you want to be super smart? So you studied a lot in school. Uh, did you want to be kind whenever you saw someone going through, through struggles in life? Did you want to give them a smile to help encourage them so they could be uplifted? Did you want to be a kind person, be sincere, an encourager, someone who always speaks the truth even when it hurts? So what were the expectations that you placed on yourself when you were growing up? What is it that you envisioned and what was that expectation you wanted to grow into? For me, I, I, I really want to be an encourager. That's just, that's always been something that's, that's strong on my heart because I know we face troubles in this life. We have to go work. We have to provide for ourselves. And it, it, the weight of this world, the weight of the just trials that we go through or just the work that we have to go through, it can get a little, little heavy sometimes. It's just, I, I for sure can sometimes feel a weight on my shoulders when I sit down and try to think about what all I have to do in this life. But the thing is, I give that to him, and honestly, that weight kind of goes away. And I, I, it's that peace that surpasses all understanding. That's what that is. But knowing that other people go through that, because I'm not the only one, when you think that you're not the only one, we all think this. We all experience this. Am, am I right, or has someone in here never gone through stress? Has someone in here never gone through, through worry or struggle or anything like that? Is there anyone in here like that? Or, okay, that, that's, that's what I thought, man, because that'd be, a, that'd, be, that'd be pretty cool. Like, how has your life been so far with that? And so for me, I've always wanted to be an encourager. I just want to help lift people up. And so, are you there yet? That's, that's, that's kind of my next question. Are you there yet? Because we have people through all ages over here. We've got young little babies over here that are four months then we have some people, I'm not going to call out ages or nothing, but are, are a few more months older than that. <laughs> and so, so are, are you there yet? For the expectations that you placed on your life, are you there yet? And honestly, we're probably not that perfect person that we wanted to be. And does anyone in here ever get frustrated at that? Like I, I for one, know that I'm not where I want to be. I know where I want to be because I've, I've thought to myself long and hard, where do I want to be in five years? Where do I want to be in 10 years? And I know I'm not there yet. I still get a little stressed out. I still can get a little worried on things. And, and I get a little frustrated at that sometimes. I'm just like, I'm not there yet. It's like, oh, man. But you know what I'm going to do is I'm going to trust the process that I'm going through. I'm going to trust the process that God is bringing me through because he knows where I was. He knows where I am and he knows where I will be as long as I keep my focus where it needs to be. Amen. And so over here in Philippians one over in verse six, and this is the apostle Paul talking here to the church in Philippi. That's where we get the name Philippians. So he says, and I am certain that God who began the good work within you will continue his work until it is finally finished on the day when Christ Jesus returns. And I believe it says in another saying that this is a faithful saying, that God who began the good work in you, he will complete it. And so, I mean, you know, one thing to say is you got to be willing to do this. It's not a one-way street. We have to be willing to, to continue walking like I talked on last week, is we're all going, going on a road through our life, and we have to be willing to take one step after another. 
if we're, if we're at a fork in the road and, you know, it's, we have two opportunities, do I go this way or do I go this way? That's kind of double-minded in, in my mind. And what does Scripture tell us? A double-minded person is unstable in their ways, tossed to and fro like a wave of the sea. But I like to think, you know, this way seems good. I, I feel like this is right, so I'm going to start walking down this way. I'm actively walking to where I feel is the right way to go. And if that's not the right way, the Lord's going to stop me because I know his voice, right? We know the voice of the good shepherd and a stranger's voice we will not follow. So as we're actively going through this and we're, we're walking through this process, we're going through this journey and we know that we're going to, we know we're going to be completed in this. We're going to come to a point of completion. Now it says here the day when Christ Jesus returns. So we kind of have some time until then, but it's a continual process and we're going to get smarter we're going to get wiser. We're, we're going to become more faithful. We're going to know how to hear his voice better as we walk through this. But it, it takes a little bit of frustration. It takes a little bit of time and practice and error, trial and error. But it's, it's, it's like we talked about. It's cause and effect. Because I couldn't remember the word cause last week, if you remember. I was trying to remember this word. You do it and it happens. It's cause and effect. That, that's what I was trying to remember last week. So when we see over here that God who began... A good work will continue until it is finally finished. So, I mean, you know, a beginning, we have a middle, and we have an end. So when it comes to the beginning of our process, you can say it's like the world in the beginning over in Genesis. It was formless, it was void or empty. We start somewhere and we begin walking down our path because we, we always have to start somewhere. We can't just kind of pop up in the middle. We, we, we start somewhere. When I start my day, where do I start my day at? Start by getting out of bed. No matter how much I want to stay in bed, I got to get out of bed. I don't just pop up in my bathroom to brush my teeth and, and get ready there. <laughs> and so when we start, when we start through this journey, you know, I'm, I'm talking on both a natural sense here and a spiritual sense. Because as, as we grow up in this life, we take in ideas and perspectives. It's, it comes through advice from other people who are older than us, who've gone through experiences. So we, we can take these ideas and perspectives through their advice or through our own experience. Because we cannot go through this trial and mess up like they did. But we can take some advice because they experienced this. And, and I, can, I can get a little bit smarter because I saw what they went through here. Right? I don't have to go through this, this stress or I don't have to go through this, this worry because I kind of learned through their, what they went through. And so when it comes to these ideas and perspectives, this is a really important thing because we have to make sure that our ideas, how we think about the world, how do we see the world, we have to make sure that it's, that it's based on the Word of God. And we'll, we'll see this here in just a little bit because when we get to the middle... I have a little bit more here on the middle because I think the middle is a little bit more important because everybody in this room, I think, is in the middle. It's like cleaning a room. Anyone ever here clean a messy room? <laughs> I always kind of kicked everything under the bed. My mom didn't like that. But like cleaning a room, it begins messy and it begins cluttered. We start to see all these different ways to walk through life. You know, like in work, there are many ways to do the same thing. Whenever I was the trainer at, um, at Texas State Brazil, when I was the staff trainer, 
I was the, I was the main trainer. I, would, I was the head trainer. I would always start, start the person, and then I would be the one to end, to end their training at the end, to so make sure that they've learned all what they need to, they can take care of a table successfully, they can tell the whole Brazilian story I'm not going to go through because y'all sat through it enough last week. <laughs> and throughout the training experience, they, they, they go through another one or two servers, uh, experienced servers, to get a different perspective of, of how, to, how, how, to, how to be a waiter, how to be a server. Not a, not a waiter, because we're not waiting, we're serving. This is a dining experience. We are serving the guest here. We're anticipating their needs. And when it comes to taking care of a table, uh, when it comes to taking care of their needs and serving them, I would always tell my trainee, you're gonna, through, through this next week and a half, because they'd have, well, two weeks, because it's a required 10 days of training to, you know, to learn everything, and I'd tell them, you're going to hear a lot of different ways to figure out how to do this. You're going to hear a lot of different ways to do the same thing. And what I want you to do is I want you to find what best fits you because we're not all the same. I've understood this for a while. We're not all the same. We're, we're, each, each of us are unique in our own way. And it's beautiful because, I mean, for one, that's how God made us. He didn't make us like perfect uniform robots. But we are unique in our own way, individual, with our own singular purpose and calling. Now, we may have some similarities in, in how we are and whatnot, but no, no two people are the exact same. That's, that's crazy to think about because there's a lot of people. And so I tell them, find what, best benef- find what best benefits you and how you are, and then you do that. Because there's going to be so many different ways to do the same. And I'm not going to tell you this is how you do this, this is how you do that. Someone else might tell you that's how you do it. But I'm telling you, and I'm the head trainer, so my word supersedes them. What best benefits you to get this done in a timely and effective manner? And that, this is with serving. But the cool thing is we can take the principles of this and we can apply it to our lives. Because you can take the principle of many different things and how do we, how do we apply this into our life? And so when it comes to... God has made us unique. So over in Romans 12, this right here also kind of adds to, and, and I hope y'all can, y'all can see a, a theme in, in some of these scriptures that I'm going through. And it, it's really cool, I, I think, this, this perspective that we're going to see here. So over in Romans 12, 1. So again, this is the Apostle Paul talking here because... I mean, the man wrote two-thirds in the New Testament, so a lot of what we go through is what he wrote. <laughs> and so, dear brothers and sisters, I plead with you to give your bodies to God because of all he has done for you. Let them be a living and holy sacrifice, the kind he will find acceptable. This is truly the way to worship him. Don't copy the behavior and customs of this world. But let God, tran- let God transform you into a new person by changing the way that you think. Then you will learn to know God's will for you, which is good and pleasing and perfect. Sounds good right there for sure. Because of the privilege and authority God has given me, I give each of you this warning. Don't think you were better than you really are. Be honest in your evaluation of yourselves. Measuring yourselves by the faith God has given us. Just as our bodies have many parts, and each part has a special function, so it is with Christ's body. We are many parts of one body, and we all belong to each other. So with this, I'll see if you can figure it out as we go through the scripture here, but 
But how do we think now? So, so it says over here, but let God transform you into a new person by changing the way you think. Then you'll learn to know God's will for you, which is good and pleasing and perfect. So, so how do we think now? Not, not like one another in a molded copy type of way. Because when you look at, uh, at Tupperware, because I'm sure everybody here uses Tupperware to store the leftover Thanksgiving, Christmas, New Year's food. Everybody uses Tupperware, right? When that stuff is made, it has a mold that, that it goes through, a mold that, that makes it the exact same. When you have this, this, this package of Tupperware, they're all identical. And that's not how we are. When it says to not to be conformed to the world, but to be transformed by the renewing of your mind... A really significant thing here is the perspective of how you're being, how you are. When it comes to confirmation, this is a pressure from the outside, outside inward. So it's like being, it's being molded and it's being crafted from a pressure on the outside to the end. You need to fit into this image because this is how the world wants you to be. It wants you to be uniform, wants you to be the same, follow in line with this. And we can see all throughout history, when evil takes over, it wants, to, it wants to conform the people into this one image, to submit, to listen to what we tell you. I mean, one of the most dangerous words you can hear is, hey, we are the government and we're here to help. If anyone knows, old President Ronald Reagan said that. And so they want you to just, just conform to this image, to follow in line with what we say. Don't ask questions. Don't, don't ask questions, but just listen to us and trust us. And we, we got your best intentions in mind. Your best intentions are our intentions, but no. But to be transformed is a pressure from the inside out. I mean, that word is, is where we get metamorphosis, bless you, is where we get the word metamorphosis like a pretty little butterfly. It's a pressure from the inside out. It's from our spirit person being made new in Christ, 2 Corinthians 5.17. If any man's in Christ, he is a new person in Christ. He is a new creature. He is a new being Old things have passed away. All things have become new. But if it says over here to be transformed with a renewing of your mind. So if we're made into a new creature, if we're made into a new person, all old things have passed away. All things have become new. But it says here to be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Man, that's, that seems a little inconsistent there, doesn't it? Well, it depends on how you look at it. Thank you for asking. Spirit, soul, and body. So in our spirit person, who we really are, because we're a three-part being, spirit, soul, and body. Spirit is who you really are on the inside. That is your innermost self. Whenever it comes to the things of God, when you're in prayer, when you're in worship, when you're hearing the word, when you're talking about Jesus to somebody, you can feel something in here. I know you can. If, if you have been through this experience, you can feel something on the inside of you, and that's your spirit person. That's that's. That's going through that. You're, you're doing spiritual backflips, I like to say, because you can feel the presence of God manifesting because it says that the Holy Spirit lives on the inside of us. The fullness of God is on the inside of us. And when we talk about him, he shows up. His presence manifests. That's who you really are. Now, your, your, your soul is your mind, will, and emotion because that's the part by the, trans, uh, by the renewal of your mind. That's talking about your soul. The soulish realm is my mind, my will, and my emotion. My spirit person is made new. That old, dead, sinful self is gone. Old passed away. But now because of what Jesus did on the cross, I am a new person in Christ. Old things have passed away. All things have become new. But my soul, that's the process. I might not think perfectly. I still might get a little upset. Someone cut me off in traffic. Oh, just, oh, just want to honk at them. <laughs> And that part, that, that's the process that I'm talking about here. 
And as we continue in, that's what takes a little bit of time, that, that renewal of the mind. But we have to understand these different areas because if we don't understand these different areas, we might get a little thrown off because it seems like an inconsistency, but you've got to understand it and what, it, what it's talking about. Our mind, our will, and our emotions. But when it comes here, back to the initial point, we're not, we're not made into this molded image to just be conformed and the same like everybody else, but we understand that we're unique. We're part of one body, but we're unique in our own way, how God has made us to be, and that's what we figure out. So when it talks about over here, I like this point. It's through your private time, when we're, when we're finding out who we are. It's through your private time. How do you pray? How do you talk to God? What is your fellowship with God like? Because that's going to be unique. Through your private time, through your social experience, as you go through work, how do you interact with people? How do you talk to people? What is your communication style like? Are you more of a listener? Or are you more of a talker? Now, we all need to listen, and we all have point to talk, but honestly, some of us are going to be more strengthened in one area than we are in another. So if I don't listen very much, I should work on listening. But when it comes to a time to speak, when that door is open to speak into somebody's life, man, you're going to do good in that because that's where your gift is. Maybe you're gifted in listening, and it's just God always puts you in a position to where somebody just doesn't have anyone to talk to. And because you're a good listener, you, you give them an ear. And, and God can use you through that because, man, just I've, I've been dealing with a lot of stuff and I've just I've really needed to get this off my chest. Thank you for listening to me. And then just through that conversation, bam, you can lead them, show them about God and his goodness. But through that social experience, how are you in that social life? It's going to be different than everyone else. You're going to find out how you are in that. Find who you are and who God made you to be. Because when you begin your process, just in general, through life, when you begin your process, this is the way that I saw it in my mind. You, you had an outline. You can see just the outline of a, of a figure, of a bodily. You just have this outline. And as you begin to walk, this outline begins, to, it's filled in. You, I, I saw it as if being drawn. You, you begin to draw the features of this body, of who you really are. It begins to take form from the inside out, because it's your spirit person. That's what you're manifesting, is who you are in your spirit, not on this sinful, fleshly, natural person. That's not what, that's not what you need to be like, but you need to cast that out, that sinful, sinful side, cast that away, and let your spirit person, that's what you let manifest, is who God made you to be, that godly person who you were made to be, to be that encourager, to be that one who helps lift people up, the one who listens and speaks when he needs to. But how do we figure that out? It's spending time in the Word. It's thinking on it, thinking on His Word and speaking those over. I thank you, Lord, but I'm quick to listen. I'm not quick to speak. I'm quick to listen. I'm quick to see what's going on. And I know when it's time to speak, Lord, I thank you that your words are what I'm speaking into this situation. I thank you that your words are what I'll speak. Speak words of life and not death. And so when it comes to the soul, though, the way that I see this and through, through my study is you have the spirit and you have your body. Okay, And the soul, you could say, is kind of a flap. It's kind of a filter. So whenever God made man, it was supposed to be the spirit that then feeds into the flesh. It feeds over into this physical body. But whenever sin kind of entered the world, this, this flap, this filter got a little messed up. And so now the, nat the natural, the, the, the sinful part kind of 
feeds over into the spiritual, and that's what caused, you know, spiritual death because they saw this. It looked peeling. It looked good. They ate of the fruit. It wasn't an apple. And so when they saw this, that, that's where that separation came from. But now, through the renewing of our mind, you could say this, this, this filter has been kind of fixed. But we have to be willing to see what's going on. We have to be actively looking to make sure that we're, we're getting fed into the right way. Because like I was talking about last week, if I don't eat anything in the natural side, I'm going to be malnourished. I'm not going to have any energy. I'm not going to, have, I'm not going to be able to do anything because I'm malnourished. Honestly, I'm going to die if I don't eat anything. And the same thing happens in the Word. Just coming two, two hours a week is not going to fill your spirit. It's not going to sustain you as, as you need to be sustained. The energy that you need, you're not getting it from just two hours a week. Because how many hours are in a week? And so we go through our private time, reading in here, Lord, show me your word. I thank you that you open the eyes of my understanding so I may know what is the hope of your calling, that confident expectation of a life that you have for me, because that's what Bible hope is. It's a confident expectation. That's Ephesians 1 prayer that I just said there. It may have been written to the people in Ephesus, but we make it personal because God is no respecter of persons, right? If Paul prayed for that spiritual wisdom for the church in Ephesus, I can pray that over myself because, Lord, I thank you. You're no respecter of persons. The revelation that you had for them, I thank you. You have the same kind of revelation for me to see so I can grow in knowledge of you, so I can grow in my calling and who you made me to be. I thank you, Lord, that you are opening the eyes of my understanding so that I may see what is the hope of your calling. What is this confident expectation that I have in you? As I go through this life, I'm not going to worry. I thank you that I'm going through a process. I may not be there now, but Lord, I'm growing every day. I'm learning more what you have for me every day. And I thank you that I'm getting this wisdom. I'm getting this revelation. I'm growing in my stature of you. And I have not been given a spirit of fear, but of power, of love, and a sound mind. That Holy Spirit, it is your power that is at work in my life. It is your power that is at work in my family's lives and my friends' lives. Lord, that I've been given a spirit of power, of love. That your love is what I'm walking in every day. That I'm not going to look at the wrong things done against me, but it's your love that I'm walking in. That they can see that love shining through me so I can give them a smile whenever everyone gives them a frown or gives them a finger. Lord, I can show your love to those people so that they can come to know you and I have been given a sound mind that I will not worry, I will not doubt, but it is a sound mind that I have that stayed true on the foundation of your word, that I have a sound mind, I have a peace that surpasses all understanding. And whenever you're feeling discouraged, whenever you speak these promises, I don't know if y'all can tell, but I'm honestly getting a little, I'm getting a little joyous over here. I'm starting to, because to, it's good. When we think about these things that we have, when you speak these things over yourself and your life, man, I know y'all can feel it. You can feel it in your spirit, man. You're doing those spiritual cartwheels because what you're doing is you're encouraging yourself. What you're doing is you're walking through the process. You're growing yourself to where you need to be. But... I woke up tired today. I ain't got no energy to do this. Been doing the same thing every week. Man, that person, they just, they just said the wrong thing to me. I do not like that. Man, you need to shut up. Just don't talk to me. I don't want to deal with this today. Man, I know they're, I'm going through my own thing. I'm not going to worry about that. They can, they can deal with it on their own. I'm just not going to deal with that today. I just I don't care right now. I really don't. What are you doing? You're speaking death. You're not speaking encouragement. You're not speaking life. What is the focus that we have? It's easy to fall into that. It's easy to wake up tired. It's easy to hit snooze. Oh, it's easy to hit snooze. 
I did it twice this morning. <laughs> but you know what? It takes strength. It takes a real mighty man or woman of God to say no. I'm not going to fall into that. It takes a real mighty warrior of God to stand up in the midst of hate, to stand in the midst of persecution. Because you know what? This is greater than me. I know that this is greater than me. This is greater than anything I could ever do for myself. Like I said last week, we know that what I'm doing, what God has for me, is greater than anything. It's greater than anything for just me. But what he has, man, this is all of us together because we are a unified body. And so when it comes to it, <laughs> go over to Ecclesiastes 12, very end of Ecclesiastes. You know, it's, I, 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 for one, I actually really like Ecclesiastes. It sounds very depressing, but you, you have to look at it in the right perspective. <laughs> All is vain outside of God. That's, that's what that is there. But <laughs> over in Ecclesiastes 12, verse 13 and 14. So I'm reading the last two verses over here. So through all of this, it's all vain and worthless and just all the work and toil, it's for nothing. All, all through that, <laughs> that's the whole story. Yeah, that's the whole story. It's all vain and worthless. Outside of God, that's the perspective that Ecclesiastes has written. Anything outside of God, it is vain and useless. <laughs> but he, it, it's greater with God. He gives purpose. He gives true purpose, all of that. But anyways, that's the whole story. Here now is my final conclusion. Fear God and obey His commands. For this is everyone's duty. God will judge us for everything we do, including every secret thing, whether good or bad. So over here, fear God and obey his commands. Well, what's a command he's given us? I think y'all are going to like this. <laughs> Ties into last week. Be strong and courageous. That's a command that he gave to Joshua. And you know what? That's a command that he gives to us. Be strong and courageous. Now, what are we being strong and courageous in? We're being strong and courageous in his promises that he has given to us. We are strong in his word and his promises, what he has given to us. And so I have a calling and a purpose is what he says. Jeremiah 29, 11. For God gives true purpose. And I'm, I'm going to go turn to Jeremiah 29, 11. Because it's just so good and we got to read in it. This is what, this is, I'm, I'm saying this, this is God saying this. I have a calling and a purpose for you. For Jeremiah 29, 11, For I know the plans that I have for you, says the Lord. They are plans for good and not for disaster. To give you a future and a hope. In those days when you pray, I will listen. If you look for me wholeheartedly, you will find me. And so... We are no longer, no, that, that's getting ahead right there. <laughs> For God gives true purpose, he gives fulfillment, and he gives uniqueness. And if y'all want to go ahead and turn to John 17, I'm going kind of quick here because I'm not wanting to go for too, too long. I want to give y'all an early, early night tonight if I can. So in John 17, over in verse 13, John 17, 13. This is Jesus talking over here. Jesus is praying to the Father. Now I am coming to you. I told them many things while I was with them in this world so they would be filled with my joy. 
I have given them your word, and the world hates them because they do not belong to the world, just as I do not belong to the world. I'm not asking you to take them out of the world, but to keep them safe from the evil one. They do not belong to this world any more than I do. Make them holy by your truth. Teach them your word, which is truth. Just as you sent me into the world, I am sending them into the world. And I give myself as a holy sacrifice for them so they can be made holy by your truth. And remember, holiness, sanctified, to be set apart from. I am praying not only for these disciples, but also for all who will ever believe in me through their message. So does that mean, does that include us? Yes, it does. I am praying not only for these disciples, but also for all who will ever believe in me through their message. I pray that they will all be one, just as you and I are one. As, as you are in me, Father, and I am in you, may they be in us, so that the world will believe you sent me. So over here, now I can get to this point I was about to say, we are no longer of this world, but we are called to those of the world. It says in another scripture to treat yourself, to act as citizens of heaven. And so we are still, yes, living in this world. We're still here going through everything we got to deal with over here. But we're not of this world, it says, anymore. Because if we have been made a new person in Christ, if we are a new spiritual creation... We have the fullness of God dwelling on the inside of us, the Holy Spirit who is leading us, guiding us. He is our helper. Jesus said, I, sent, I go so that you may receive another helper. We're now citizens of heaven. We are sons and daughters of the Most High God. If you look around and everything that's around here was made by things unseen, by Him who is in heaven, who sits on the mighty throne that has the, 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 the life of God flows into the inside of us. Now, it talks about the life of God that flows from the throne of heaven over in Revelation. We have that fullness of life. No death, decay, no lack. That flows into each and every one of us when we accept Jesus into our life. So we're no longer a part of this world. We're still living in this world, but we are called to those of the world to show the way to light, to peace, and eternal salvation. And this is a light that casts away all darkness. It is a peace that surpasses all understanding and an eternal salvation we cannot grasp because it is just, ooh, so good. <laughs> so the end. Have you seen a recurring theme? I, I waited to the end because it's a good point. I'm sure you probably have. But the recurring theme is to be unified as one body. So over in Ephesians 4, it's my next part, i really love this part right here. Ephesians 4, 4. For there is one body and one spirit, just as you have been called to one glorious hope for the future. And then 5 and 6. There is one Lord, one faith, one baptism, one God and Father of all, who is over all, in all, and living through all. However, he has given each one of us a special gift through the generosity of Christ. And then it could go on, but that point right there. He has given each and every one of us a specific gift, a specific calling of uniqueness. There is one body, one spirit, just as you have been called to one glorious hope for the future. Unified and unique. A body together on the grand scale looks to be one, and it is. 
But when taking a closer look, it's separate parts unified together because we see on my hand, I've got my fingers, I've got my hand, I've got my arm, I've got my shoulder, I've got my torso, my legs, my feet, my toes. But then when you look on the inside, what's on the inside? It's the skeleton. And that's, that's a really big, important, important foundation right there. If I didn't have a skeleton, I'd be kind of just wiggling around everywhere like a worm. Then I have the blood. And without the blood, there is no life because the life is in the blood. One may see, one may see it as we're all looking the same, like a robot army following one command. But the truth is found when looking closer. Now, yes, we are going to one calling, and that's to, that's to bring the light of the gospel, the good news to the ends of the earth, so that we can tell the world what Jesus did for us. But what can be found when you take a closer look is our unified uniqueness with our position in the body of Christ. We are all a part of the same church, but we're also individual. We work together with separate callings, to the same purpose. Over in 2 Corinthians 4, and this will be my last scripture, I do believe. Yeah. 2 Corinthians 4, verse 7. And this is actually the foundation that the ministry school over in Shreveport I went to. This was, this was the school's foundational scripture. Well, 2 Corinthians 4, 7. And this shows us through our process that we go through. Because we're trusting the process, right? Oh, man, I could go deeper into the school there, but I'm not going to for sake of time. (laughs) But we now have this shining light in our hearts over in chapter 4, verse 7. We now have this shining light, this light shining in our hearts. But we ourselves are like fragile clay jars containing this great treasure. This makes it clear that our great power is from God and not from ourselves. We are pressed on every side by troubles, but we are not crushed. We are perplexed, but not driven to despair. We are hunted down, but never abandoned by God. We we get knocked down, but we are not destroyed. Through suffering, our bodies continue to share in the death of Jesus, so that the life of Jesus may also be seen in our bodies. And actually, I would like... To make this one point, but I'll get here after I say this. Our purpose is to let the life of Jesus to be seen and known, letting this light be seen, the true light that casts away darkness, shining on the hill for all to see. Now, are y'all okay if I make this one point? Because it's pretty good. So over at the Walsam, the, the School of Ministry in Shreveport, the, the image that we have, we had this scripture for the, for the foundational scripture of the school, but the image was a clay jar, because that's what it talks about here. And this clay jar had a, it was actually broken. This, this was a real jar that existed that, um, that Brother Glenn, the uh, director of the school, was given. It was made, I think it was made in the Dominican Republic. It, was, it had a stamp uh, uh, it had a stamp of authenticity on there, and he was so excited when he got this lamp, and he accidentally knocked it off of his desk, boom, shattered it. And the Lord spoke to him right there and said, that is your life right now, because some things were going on. And he says, but I have a process for you. And so Brother Glenn, he had to like go off to a meeting, so he like wrote a note, do not clean, put it on top of the broken jar, and then he had to go off to what he was doing. But what he did was he took... A time, and he took a process to repair this jar, to repair this this clay jar, this clay vessel. And when he fixed it, they took a picture of it, and he used this as a as a 
phys- as a visual for the, for the school. And you can see on this jar, imagine there's a jar. And imagine right here is the impact point of where it was broken. This is where the collision happened and it shattered. Now, as we're going through this process, we may have something happen and we have an impact point and we shatter. It, it, it happens. But the thing is, then to say that he's the master potter and he's putting us back together. And what happens is this jar is now put back together. It is now whole and complete again, but it has a scar. Now, one can see this as a, um, as a nasty-looking scar, or you can see it as a scar of beauty because I went through this time here. And you can use that experience to, to testify for the goodness of God and how he grew you, how he brought you through this particular time and season of your life. And I'm going to tie a couple of cool movies in here, but y'all ever seen Nemo? Just keep swimming. Just keep walking. If trials or worries of life knock you down, get back up and keep going because you will be made stronger. As Rocky says, with life, everything doesn't matter how hard you get hit, but what matters is that you get up every time and you keep going. And that's not really what he says, but, but, it, it's, but that right there, my dad, he loves Rocky, and he got that saying, and he got into like a light. And that's, but that's true to that. It doesn't matter how many times you get hit or get knocked over. What matters is that you get back up every time and you keep going because you know what? It's not my strength that I'm walking in, but Lord, I thank you that it is your strength that I'm walking in. Where I am weak, you were made strong, and I will stay on this foundation. I will stay in your word. I will, I will stay in your promises. I will stay in the strength that you have for me. And we just, we speak that because what, what, what's up with our words? There is life. There is power in those words that we speak. So, so what are, we, what are we thinking on? What are we speaking on? And as we go through this process, we're, we're staying faithful. We are staying faithful in this process. So we stay in prayer, speaking God's word over our life, bringing to him our worries because he'll take that weight off. We keep confessing life because Ephesians 1, for me, that's a really significant prayer for me is over in Ephesians 1, but I believe over in Colossians as well. There's another one over in Colossians 1. But, that, but yeah, most importantly... Trust the process. God knows what he's doing. I want to thank you for listening. We hope you enjoyed today's podcast. And if you would like to help us increase our outreach, please like, share, and subscribe to our channel so that we can bring the word of God to friends and family near you. Don't forget you can check out our location, other podcasts and service times on our website at woftx.com. If you're in the East Texas area, we'd love for you to stop by and join in for one of our services. We're glad you chose our podcast. Be blessed. We'll see you next time.